Hey, I'm Joe, and welcome to Content Marketing Commute, the podcast for European content marketers who want to go to a new level. It's a content marketing podcast with a twist. Think of it a little bit like Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, but maybe a little bit less funny. Mixed with carpool karaoke minus the singing and hot ones minus the chicken. All about B2B content marketing. I, Joe, your host, interview expert content marketers in different cities around Europe on their commutes to work. Yes, that's the twist. I join them literally walking, cycling, on the bus and train to their workplace. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Kavita Ramamurthy, who is Marketing and Communications Manager at Kizio. More about Kizio in the episode to come. But she is also an author. She's written her first book recently, Link to her LinkedIn account in the show notes, so check out her account. She is a super smart person. She is also based around Avignon, like me. So it was fantastic to be able to meet her, an expat in the south of France, just like me. The other thing is, I'm excited to say this is our first car-based interview episode on Content Marketing Commute. I joined Kavita and her husband, Mathieu, on their commute to work. They actually work together at Kizio. Funny story. And so Mathieu was sitting in the back. He had to get to work, obviously. And I was sitting in the front seat with Kavita. And we just had a fantastic chat about the future of B2B content marketing. We talked, as you would have seen from the episode title, about the future of content marketing but we tried to make it really as practical as possible, bringing up just a few different big trends in B2B content marketing. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please let a friend know about it. And the best thing you can do for the podcast, if you want to support me, is to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating as well as a really nice note, a nice review, write something lovely and leave it there. I would really, really appreciate that. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Commute. I'm your host, Joe. This is Mathieu. And this is my new friend, Kavita Ramamurthy. How are you today? Well, good. I'm excited for the podcast. Brilliant. It is freezing. Yes. We both live here in the south of France and I connected with you on LinkedIn because there's not so many English-speaking content marketers in this region. Con- English-speaking content marketers of the Vaucluse unite. That's yeah. what I said to myself. <laughs> That's a good idea. We should start a. You should start a new idea with and unite all of us. Yeah. How many? There's probably like four of us. I, I think you can count them in your on your fingers. <laughs> They're not many. <laughs> totally. And this is our first car-based episode of Content Marketing Commute. I'm so excited for it. It's a chilly Tuesday morning here on the outskirts of Avignon. We're going to be going to your office. So you are content and communications at Kizeo, right? Yeah. So I take care of marketing communications for our key English-speaking markets. So only only for our English-speaking users. 
I work for this company called Kizio. It's a company that develops SaaS solutions, so software as a service. Our flagship product is called Kizio Forms. So it's a digitalization tool, I would say, to create mobile forms, transform that data, analyze, integrate, etc., etc. Nice. Okay. So is that primarily a B2B tool? Yes, it's completely B2B. And it's mainly for people who are on the field. So I would say people in construction, logistics. Okay. Okay, very cool. And yes, so good to be chatting to you today, Kavita. We could start driving if you want. And I'm going to make sure I try not to distract you too much. (laughs) You keep your eyes on the road. And and I will just, you know, bring this microphone over to you as as we needed to get your incredible (laughs) insights on content marketing. And today, actually, we're going to be discussing a cool topic, one that you brought up, which is sort of the future of content marketing. But we want to make it practical and we want to make it kind of, you know, really down to earth because, you know, you can talk about the future in such an abstract. But today we're going to be really focusing on the next five years of content marketing, specifically in B2B. And we're going to bring up a few different topics. So you've got to stick around to the end. But first of all, Kavita, I need to ask you, you're an expat like me. I'm from New Zealand. You're from India. How did you end up here in the south of France? Uh, So, well, I did my master's in uh, Lille, which is a city in the north of France. Yeah. And then I did an internship there as well at this company called Colas. And I really enjoyed the work culture. I I see that there's perfect work-life balance in France. Mm. But I don't like the cold that much. <laughs> yes. So I decided to uh, move to the south where it's warmer and it's more beautiful. You have lavender fields, you have everything around here. So it's the best oh. place to live. Oh man, it is the best place to live. You know, today it says one degree on your dashboard there, <laughs> and I'm freezing because usually it's like 15. And, you know, it's been like 15 every day. Yeah, and it's so contradictory that I'm saying I moved to a warmer place, but. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, like the summer is amazing. The, the spring, summer, autumn. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. It's just the last couple of weeks has been really cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but fair enough. It's allowed to be occasionally. Okay, Kavita. So today, I've got the list of topics in my head, and I want to just run through them quickly so that people stick around to the end so that they make sure they watch all of this and listen to all of this. We're going to be talking AI, obviously. Yeah. ChatGPT, it's, it's like all the rage these days. Then we're going to get into YouTube. Yes. Is it the sleeping giant in B2B? Short form video, cookie list, zero, zero click search is a big one. Yeah. And finally, we're going to talk a little bit about AR, VR and like the metaverse. Everything that's exciting for any content marketer. Yes. Love it. So let's start with AI. And yeah. if you're in content marketing, you would have heard of this little thing called ChatGPT and maybe Google Bard, you know a lot of different thoughts on ways to use it and excitement around what it can do yeah how like could you just summarize for us how you would how you'd be thinking about using it and and maybe how you wouldn't use it well i use chat gpt personally it's to pre-match my work i would say so it's more like my very own c3po So what I do is I think it's good for market research. So before I start off my content piece, I get, I collect information, I would say, on ChatGPT. But I don't think it's a complete solution. So it's not that you just put your questions in there and then you get your article and then publish it. I think you have to humanize it 
and you have to adapt it to your audience. Yeah. So it's not perfect, but I think it's a great foundation for your work. I also use it for video scripts and for nice. I like to create interactive stuff, so I like to use it to do surveys, puzzles and mm. other stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think like you said, what I've been hearing from people and what I agree with is that it kind of gets you started on something. And it, yeah. and someone said to me once like it means you know you'll never have a blank page again in your life yep. and that's quite a cool way to look at it because if you're looking at like i can just pr- pump out all the stuff that's totally the wrong way and it, the quality no, is yeah. really poor right but if you can use it as a start it's it's a perfect foundation like i said i think and also it helps you analyze uh, the work you do mm. uh you can also check if your tone is right and i think the best it's the best tool to structure your your content yeah yeah brilliant that's really that's really good insight so i think what people though kind of miss is that ChatGPT is only one kind of yeah you know tool in generative ai have you have you played with anything else or do, have you seen anything else or any other use cases uh there's one more tool but uh, that i haven't personally used but yeah. i've heard a lot about it's called cloud Okay. How do you spell that? Uh, it, uh, it's like the French uh, name Claude, C L U D E. C L U D. It's apparently quite good as well, but I think where I see the use uh, a lot more is probably integrating it as a part of your product, mm. do product marketing all over. I think that's the future of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And you already see lots of SaaS products where it's like yeah. AI powered and they've just built something in ChatGPT yeah, and connected exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I, I think it is the future of SaaS at least. Yeah. And even in B2B, I have heard of AI being used everywhere in B2B, be it product marketing, be it personalization. I think the future of marketing is also, the current and the future of marketing is personalization. Mm. Everybody wants specific content, specific information, and I think AI is a tool that can help you achieve it. Yeah, awesome, really cool. One other use case I've seen a little bit, and before we move on to the next one, because we want to make this punchy and just like short on each of these topics, is kind of like image creation. And there's this tool called Midjourney. Have you heard of Midjourney? There's lots, there's so many different ones. But basically, like, I think it's a cool tool in terms of like, so many companies still have like stock photography on their website, and you know, it's awful. You can immediately tell what's a stock photo. Yeah. But it's a, it's essentially a generative AI tool, and there's a few of them, to create images like based on prompts. So, you know, and and they look really lifelike, like photos almost. That's kind of scary, also, <laughs> in <is>. a way. <laughs> so much of this is really quite scary, and maybe that we should call this the scary episode. Yeah. The future is sometimes scary. <laughs> the horror story. <laughs> the horror story. Okay, let's move on to the next one, Kavita. YouTube. Okay, and and yeah. YouTube's not new. Obviously, it's been around for a very long time. But there's a sense that B2B companies have never really done YouTube particularly well. Maybe they just throw up the odd webinar (laughs) recording, you know. Um, But it's the second largest search engine. And I was thinking specifically focused on that thought of AI and and kind of written SEO. Yeah. Kind of going to have to change a lot. Potentially video search is, is a huge game changer. Uh, yeah, I think there's just this preconceived notion that YouTube is just for B2C. I totally disagree. Mm. Uh, I think the problem is people don't have enough budget because uh, I think a video, you need a... Mm. Re- I think you know this very well. You need <laughs> tools, you need yeah. you need to edit, you need to publish. So it's not that easy. 
but I think it is the right space for B2B. You can have thought leaders share YouTube videos or, no, or even like skilled experts. Mm. I think it's a great place to be also for B2B influencers. It's too bad that people are not using it as much as you'd think they would. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. I think there's a sense of like, it's not, you know, we have our B2B channels like LinkedIn or whatever oh, yeah. and it's more of a B2C channel like you said and, and we kind of ignore it but if you look at it that way it's the second biggest search engine in the world yeah. after Google like we shouldn't be ignoring it and also it's uh, you, you, Google owns YouTube so yeah. if there's something to be working on you have to be working on YouTube totally and uh, that's something we do at work also I think we focus a lot on so it's not like it's. I think it is the future because we've already started at my workplace to work on a lot of YouTube videos we have our own channel we have categories I think the, the future would be trying to speak to a couple of influencers and do co-branded content yeah, nice. Yeah, because so, so much of it goes along with, I think, the creator economy and possibly brands leaning into, like, people, who, you know, individuals who are already big on YouTube and maybe not trying to do it all yourself, but, like, collaborating. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's, it's like a win-win situation, so why not use that opportunity? Yeah, for sure. Here we are at a big roundabout. Kavita's doing a great job. <laughs> sharing her insights and driving us safely to work well hopefully we make it safe <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so yeah that's youtube another related one is short form video so yeah this has been around for a while all the youths are TikToking. they're ticking oh, yes. and talking all over the place but you know it's vertical short form videos even come to instagram it's come to youtube with shorts What's your thoughts on that for B2B? Oh, I, I personally love short form videos. I don't see anybody these days really take the time out to read a blog, a case mm. study. It's like you need time for that. Yeah. Look at us. We're doing a podcast on the way to work. So what yeah. would you do on the way to work? <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, You need to do something that's simple. People like simplicity. Yeah. And I think a video is a great way to achieve that. And we as human beings, we like uh, to and uh, everything that... All, we, we want all our senses to be uh, stimulated so it's mm. not just reading stuff so I think video yeah. is a great way to achieve that and I think for B2B it's a great place uh, you can have so many categories in B2B you can have testimonials you can have case studies you can have product demos and also you can do co-branded content like I said you can work with influencers in B2B mm. and I think What's great about videos is also analytics, I think. Mm. Marketers love analytics, so... Mm. You have all the information you need out of the video and you can adapt your content accordingly based on how your audience responds to it. Yeah, really cool. And, and almost that sense of, like, it being vertical a lot of times, it's built for mobile. Yeah. And I think I, my sense, I don't know what you think, is, is that, like, in B2B, we have a sense that it's always people sitting down at their desk on a you know desktop computer but yeah. these are still people who have lives and mobile and so much of the content we consume online is mobile yes i totally agree i, I even myself i don't look at linkedin at all uh, on the desktop i always use it on my phone yeah so it's true that's very important to make the make any content that you create mobile friendly i would say even responsive because it could be tablet or make it available for everybody 
to yes. consume. And I think with vertical content, what's great is you can do, I've seen a lot of surveys and polls as a vertical content. And I think it's a great way uh, to do content marketing today. Yeah, really cool. So have we arrived at the car park? Yep. <laughs> wow. Here we are. I'm going to try You're going to reverse. <laughs> we won't judge you. It's caught on camera, but we're not going to judge you. Okay, so that is short form video. We've already got through three topics. Fantastic. And we've arrived. So maybe, are we going to hop out and, and do a little walk? Or? Yeah, we can walk yeah? around. Brilliant. We're going to walk around. We'll see you in a sec. A quick message from the sponsor of today's episode, Lead Feeder. Hey there, fellow B2B marketers. Before we dive back into the conversation, let me introduce you to a game changer in the lead generation arena, Lead Feeder. Now, we all know the struggle of identifying those elusive website visitors and turning them into valuable leads. But what if I told you there's a tool that not only promises but delivers on supercharging your lead generation and sales efforts? Enter Lead Feeder. Imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Lead Feeder is not just a tool, it's your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. What sets Lead Feeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior helping your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster. With customizable notifications, lead scoring, and yes, GDPR compliance, Lead Feeder is changing the game. Ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals? Head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R. Dot com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with Lead Feeder. Here at Content Marketing Commute, we're more than a podcast. We're actually an online community as well on Substack. So come on over to the Substack, link in description, www.contentmarketingcommute.com and subscribe. We all know doing content in Europe is different from our friends around the world, especially over the pond in the US. So this is the community for you if you are a European content marketer looking to level up your game, come and join my Substack, Content Marketing Commute, the online community for content marketers in Europe. Cool, so here we are, Kavita. Where are we in relation to the office? Is it over this way? Uh, it's that way, okay. Yeah, nice. so we, we, I, I, we can I just wander. Walk, walk you there and you could have a look at oh, our yeah. office. That'd be a pleasure. Well, uh, yeah, so we got through three topics. Next, we're going to change tack a little bit and it's going to get a, maybe a tiny bit more technical. Let's focus in on search still because we talked about YouTube being the second biggest yeah. search engine. Zero click search, right? And so if you haven't seen this, well, you might have if you go on Google, which probably yeah. everyone does, is sometimes you'll search things now on Google and it'll give you a result or give you information without you having to click through to a website, right? Yeah. So what do you think this means for B2B or do you have reflections on that, Kavita? Yeah, I think you've got to write content correctly now if you want to show up as a snippet. Yeah. You've got to really understand your audience, what kind of questions they're asking yeah. and design your responses accordingly. And a good solution to this is really diversify your content. So 
you have the same information yeah uh, in different forms maybe a blog be it a video mm. so your chances of coming up on the as a snippet is slightly high yeah and a good solution for a lot of uh, local businesses if your b2b business is only local mm -hmm. would also work on your local seo strategy yeah yeah nice okay and i guess it all speaks to keeping up to date with like obviously google's always changing things yeah. and we are a little bit kind of a prisoner to them in some ways but keeping up to date with what they're doing and zero click is a huge trend that possibly changes the way you need to do your content right yeah so I also use this tool called mind mapping which helps a lot of, uh, in terms of uh, being shown up as a snippet so okay. it, it gives you ideas on what kind of questions people are asking around the topic yeah and also it show you it shows you the snippets that are already available so yeah you can be the first to enter another space oh great is it called mind mapping yeah okay okay I've got to get the link for that <laughs> awesome yeah and, and and one question on that zero click thing Kavita is like I guess it also changes the mindset for a lot of B2B B2B marketers because you know we are pretty we're pretty obsessed sometimes with tracking things and being able to measure things right and getting people to our website so that yeah. they can take an action on our website is a big thing but this almost changes the game in terms of someone consuming information from you without even having to click so you're not going to yeah. be able to measure that in a sense so again, I think simplicity is the key. You can't write pages of stuff just imagining, oh, your SEO is great. I think you've got to write the right responses for your audience. Yeah. And so if I type in a question, my response is one sentence. Where do I find Kizio, for example? Yeah. And uh, I have the address pop up on Kizio, or on Google, sorry. So I think yeah. it's really looking forward to these kind of topics mm -hmm. and writing simple answers with the right keywords yeah. and I think uh, it's the best uh, way to, to show up as a snippet yeah yeah cool okay okay second to last topic let's get on to this one it's cookie-less okay oh, yeah. cookie-less <laughs> and you know don't worry you'll still be able to eat your cookies but you might not see them so much on your internet browser because You've probably been following, I think it was a little while ago, Google. We're talking so much about Google today. I don't really know why. Well, they're pretty big. They announced that Google Chrome from 2024 will, will be getting rid of third-party cookies. And Firefox has already done that. A couple of other browsers have already done that. So how are you seeing this for B2B and specifically for content? What does it mean, you reckon? I think it's like a horror story, I would say, for yeah. a lot of marketers. <laughs> but I think I see it more like an opportunity, I think, yeah. already with the GDP. Mm -hmm. uh, we are almost getting there. It's only opt-in marketing right yeah. now. So I think you can't it kind just... Of, it kind of raises the bar for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can't yeah. just uh, mass-produce content. You've got to do quality over quantity. Yeah. So I, I think you really have to, as I said, understand your audience. Yeah. And then... Uh, design your content accordingly and make it more interesting yeah. and also target different phases of the buyer's journey as we call it so I think yeah. it's not just oh here's a blog go read it yeah <laughs> it's you have to provide something that's valuable that people would like to read yeah and not just mass-produced content yeah yeah and it's really I think in a way it's exciting for people like you and I Kavita who are doing content right yeah. <laughs> and do you know I just put that out there I'm being very humble but no who are actually like taking the time to think about 
producing content that's interesting and valuable rather than just tricking people into I don't know yeah, not doing clickbait. something clickbait yeah so in a way I think it's going to make great content stand out all the more and Definitely. yeah and focusing on that kind of opt-in you already mentioned GDPR so it's like a maybe it's a bit of a continuation yeah. of a trend right already. I think it's just going to get uh uh, it, it's going to become larger, I think. Yeah. Because I think privacy is a big thing. Now. Yeah. And it, personally, if you speak about ourselves, I don't like to be bombarded by ads all the time. No, I don't. I, I, and I, even, we sort of forget that as marketers <laughs> that personally we don't like it, but then we do it to other people. Yeah, so I think that's, that's, how, that's the change that we need. We need to think that we are marketing it to ourselves. We need to step into the shoes of our customers. So it's just really yeah. understanding uh, your audience and if, if you don't read it yourself then no one's gonna read it yeah yeah <laughs> now really good call so here here it is kizio there that's the office brilliant and that's fantastic timing because we're on to our last topic just to like sum up to where we are at right now though i think so much of what we've touched on if we're talking about the future of content in the next five years it's about quality and it's about permission-based and like privacy, like you said. And it's about raising the bar in a lot of ways, yeah. I think. And there's these things that seem scary in terms of new technologies or new trends that are happening. But if you focus on doing content right and, and creating stuff that's interesting to people, yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, I think you can't, uh, you can't just do content for the sake of doing it. You've got to be passionate about it. You've got to really spend some time on it. You mm. can't just go on ChatGPT and put your stuff and yeah. sell it <laughs> yeah for sure totally totally agree do we want to keep walking yeah, you? yeah yeah cool um okay so final final kind of topic and this one is a big one it's a big <laughs> one and it possibly gets a little bit airy fairy but let's try and make it as practical as we can is kind of ar vr and the metaverse and yes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe these are kind of like three sort of different things in a way but all kind of interlinked you know is this even a b2b thing right now or will oh, it be yes i think it's a totally b2b thing yeah. i think it's more b2b than b2c also sometimes yeah. i think it's mainly because if you see when we had uh, the covid yeah. and i think a lot of b2b people rely on trade shows yeah and i think that's where ar and vr could mm. come into place and you have virtual trade shows mm -hmm. people can actually experience your product yeah. experience your stand and uh, it's also like virtual networking now so i think it's the future yeah. of marketing for sure yeah wow i think one one thing with the like because like ar right that's like you see that with things like pokemon go and that where oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> overlaid onto the real world and I, I wasn't a big pokemon goer <laughs> but i see a lot of yeah there's a lot of use cases in that especially because people have phones and they yeah. have the hardware but VR for me, it gets a bit confusing in terms of like, yeah. no one's got a headset and will they get, like, there's got to be a big step of everyone getting a headset. Yeah, I think it will get there, but I think it's not here yet. But I think yeah. there's so many other use cases you can think of. I would say also like people like to do personalization and yeah. imagine experiencing your product in different colors without, mm. with just like yeah. a touch of a button. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it's not here yet, but I think it won't be yeah. too long too before away. it arrives. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and uh, yeah, maybe in the metaverse, we'll be sort of like... Go that way. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> we'll be... 
these sort of like you talked about interactive content experiences that's a whole nother yeah. level like maybe we'll be in like Kazeo world yeah and I think <laughs> that's something I love to do it's also like I, I love gaming so oh cool it's sort of something that I would like to integrate also in marketing it's just too bad that it's not here yet but yeah. we could be which is even more interesting you could be the first to start yeah yeah you could be the first to start that's a cool way to look at it as well it's like I think a lot of times in B2B we follow we follow these playbooks that are like very established yeah, I and, think. and we do what everyone else is doing yeah I think that's the that's the biggest mistake to make I mm. think the biggest opportunities is working on something that no one's done. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Really cool. Okay, well, we've run through, I think, six really cool topics about the future of content marketing and what it might look like in the next five years, Kavita. Do you have any final words before we let you get to the office and get some <laughs> great work done? Yeah, I'm making a switch. No, that's all right. <laughs> Switchy switch. <laughs> well, I think... My main thing to look at content marketing is always quality over yeah. quantity and innovation. I'm a 90s kid. Yeah, I'm not on TikTok and uh, all of that yet. But I think if you don't think about the future, you're just going to rot. You're going to stagnate. Mm. So I think you really got to focus on innovation and be the first to start working on it. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so that's the takeaway, you know. Have a go, like, look at these new new things. Have a go and be the first mover. Yeah. Because you could you could really see some big, big benefits from that. Definitely, definitely agree. Brilliant. Well, it's been fantastic, Kavita, and wish you a very good day at work here. Thank at you. Tizio in Montfave on the outskirts of Avignon. Slightly warmer in the office. <laughs> Slightly warmer in the office. My hands are getting quite chilly. But this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Please do subscribe and hit that notification bell. And yeah, we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for pressing play and listening all the way through on this episode of Content Marketing Commute. If you did enjoy it, please do subscribe. Tell a friend about this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. I'd so appreciate it. Also, do feel free to come along to www contentmarketingcommute.com and check out all the additional resources and bonus content that's there. Why not subscribe over there? You'll love it, I promise. See you next time.